PFF NFL Daily today discussing the best offense in the league in 2022. We already broke down our predictions for the best defense for this season. But Sam, let's go look at the teams that should have the best offenses. Who do you think is going to have the best offense in the league this coming season? All right, I got four teams that I think are front runners that I think should be in this conversation. And then I have four more that I think you can definitely ask the question about and could easily force their way into this conversation. So let's start with the favorites. Um, They were the favorites for for one of my top defenses, but and there's a reason they're like number one in everybody's power rankings. I think the Buffalo Bills could have one of the best offenses in the NFL, could have the best offense with all the weapons they've got. I'll run you through the other three teams I've got as favorites, and then you can uh, you can argue or you know back me up. Uh, we'll the Rams, I think I think that'll work again. You know everybody's still there. The the Sean McVay, Cooper Cup, uh, Matthew Stafford, the whole connection there. That offensive line maybe takes a step back, but I think they've probably done enough to keep intact. I think the Chargers could end up with one of the best offenses in the NFL. Uh, Justin Herbert still looks as good as ever. They've kept an offensive line doing pretty well, and they re-signed all their wide receivers so they're they're in business from a a receiver skill position standpoint and then the bucks tom brady that offense they added uh russell gage i think will be a great addition to the offense julio jones is a nice little uh gamble to nothing you know a huge payoff very minimal risk the only concern there is the loss of ryan jensen and what that means for that offensive line but even if center becomes a problem spot they're still pretty good on that group overall yeah, so a couple things about your four. First off, we always have to ask, you know, how are we measuring the best offense? Is it points scored? Is it yards? Is it EPA per play? But using EPA per play, all four of your teams finished in the top seven last year. So kind of makes sense that they might be in the mix here. There are some interesting teams that were near the top that we haven't mentioned, but let's go through that list really quick. I agree on the Bucks first of all, one of the teams I certainly would have mentioned, even without Rob Gronkowski, you replace him with a Julio Jones, essentially, and, and Russell Gage from a target standpoint. So yeah, I think you have to have the Bucks up there. And Kyle Rudolph, right? The, yeah, he's, he's Gronk size, just not Gronk skilled, we'll say. Uh, but the Bucks, the Bucks have all the pieces, the Bills have all the pieces, as you've mentioned. I like the Chargers one. The other interesting thing is you're going to get the aggressiveness. So I, I think if you're talking points, per game the Chargers look like a 30 point per game type of team as well because they're going to have a few extra opportunities you do have Herbert heading into year three after two exceptional seasons and that good receiving core and improving offensive line well you get the aggressiveness in terms of play calling and what they want to do but it's kind of it's weirdly paired right now with what's a a slightly uh, counterintuitive lack of aggression from Justin Herbert who is sort of skews a little bit conservative a lot of the time with how he plays which doesn't make sense when you think about it because everybody can think of, you know, one, two, three, five, whatever, many plays of Justin Herbert making an absurd pass into a tight window or taking a bomb of a shot, you know, all those kinds of things. But overall, this is kind of like the Aaron Rodgers conversation of, you know, does he take too many sacks and avoid too many chances? Um, it, it's just broad numbers. Once you get to like 600 plays, 600 dropbacks in a season, he skews too many towards the sort of conservative end of things. And if he can just convince himself to cut loose and play every game, like it's the fourth quarter of that Raiders game, you know, to try and make the playoffs, then I think you would get something truly special from Justin Herbert. Yeah, I agree. I would, I'd love to see them unleash or Justin Herbert unleash himself just a little bit more on that list there. Um, one team, the other team you mentioned was the Rams. They're dealing with Matthew Stafford dealing with an elbow injury, a little, uh, 
I call it a pitcher's elbow, Sam. That's not, I mean, it's just, it's tendonitis. That tendonitis kept me out of the big leagues, that tendonitis. But it is a little bit of a concern. Um, but at the same time, if, if Stafford's healthy, you bring in Allen Robinson to go with Cooper Cup being unstoppable last year, all the other pieces that they have, you know, in LA, of course the Rams should very much be in that mix for the, for the top offense in the league. Former uh, former PFF Austin Gale was out at Rams camp and saying that Stafford to Allen Robinson connection looks special. Like it's going to be not just seamless, not just a transition from Robert Woods into Allen Robinson, but maybe something even better. You know what else is special is underdog fantasy, the best place to play fantasy football this summer. Their best ball mania tournament has $10 million in total prize money. And the best part is you just draft your fantasy football team and that's it. There's no waivers, no trades, no in-season management. Underdog gives you your best score each week of the season, and the highest score at the end of the year wins. Champion of Best Ball Mania drafted during the summer, so this is the time to take your shot at a million-dollar draft. Plus, Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up the promo code PFF. Play 10 of those dollars, use the code PFF, you get a free PFF subscription. So what are you waiting for? Head to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, play $10 with code PFF, and draft your Best Ball Mania team today. I want to throw a team out there to you, Sam, before you get to your four. I wonder if the 49ers are on your list. Are they one of your sleepers in the top in the in the four? They are. The 49ers are one of the four that could get into that group. I mean, look, we've said it since since the moment they drafted Trey Lance. What could Kyle Shanahan create with Trey Lance a quarterback a decade on from what they created with RG3? And, you know, he's had a he's had 10 years essentially to sit there and think about what he could do with a rushing threat at quarterback that can pass the ball and every iteration and evolution of offense over the last 10 years, not just in the 49ers and with Shanahan, but league wide, every possible sort of step along the way has only made that more difficult to defend and more natural, more um, able to intertwine the run in the pass game even further. I still think the potential of what Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance can create in an offense is like off the charts special. So I think the run game component, absolutely. What I'm wondering is, are, are we going to be halfway through the season? Because, you know, George Kittle is as good as it gets at tight end. Debo Samuel, incredible wide receiver, versatile player. Brandon Ayuk, absolutely tearing it up at training camp. Are we going to be halfway through the season saying, Trey Lance is a good runner and all this stuff, but this offense could use a distributor? Could, do you think we're going to be looking and saying, you know what, if Jimmy G was running this offense, it's going to be better. I don't I don't know that that's the case, but it, to me, that's my question about Trey Lance's development. Cut down on some of the turnover-worthy plays, add some of the special plays that Jimmy G did not bring to, bring to the table, and then add that running component. I think they've got some really good ingredients to be near the top as far as the best offense. Yeah, they really do. And I think given the way Jimmy G was playing last year, I don't think it's a tremendously high bar to clear for Trey Lance to come in and be better or the offense to be better. Trey Lance doesn't even need necessarily to be better, certainly not as a passer, but the threat, the extra dimension of what he can do on the ground and what Shanahan can create off the back of that should make that offense better, even if Lance isn't a big upgrade. All right, who else do you have on your list here as potential top offenses? So we've gone this long, seven minutes into this video, and we haven't mentioned the Chiefs, um, who are always amongst... I either the best offense in the NFL or one of the best with Patrick Mahomes in there, it's still going to be the case, right? I know it's going to be slightly different. They don't have Tyreek Hill, but they still have Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. There are Sky so Moore. many ingredients. 
there you go. There are so many ingredients for the Chiefs that are really good. And they're, they're almost like sequentially the most important ones. The only real question mark is, what does it look like without that threat of Tyreek Hill? And can they share the ball around a little bit more, be a little bit more patient with how they play the game? Like even last year with the struggles that they had in terms of making mistakes and, and being impatient, they still had one of the best offenses in the NFL in terms of, you know, EPA per play, um, yards per attempt, yards per, like it was dominant still. So it still should be. Yeah, I agree. The Chiefs will be up there. I think it's, you know, I think they will take a step back from where they've been. So they'll be in competition to have the best offense. I can't wait to see what happens with Mahomes' development. That is one of those stories. Will he uh, do a better job of distributing and working with these new receivers? How about the Cincinnati Bengals? Are they on your list there, Sam? With that receiving core? They're not. Well, I'm throwing the Bengals into the mix before you get to your last couple. They're, the only reason why they ranked as low as they did, 14th in EPA per play, was because the offensive line, pass protection, some of the sacks that Joe Burrow took, and because they ran the ball so much early in the year. I think if it's Joe Burrow's team and they're passing more this year, the Bengals will have one of the best offenses. Mm, I Who still worry about play calling for them and whether that places a cap on them. Two teams that are worth mentioning. I kind of talked myself into the, the, the bad end of variance for this particular combination for a while. Training camp started, hype videos are everywhere, highlight reels. I'm, I'm back on board with the high end of variance now. The Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Oh, all those wide receivers, Cortland Sutton, not the great Tim Patrick, sadly, because he got himself injured. Jerry Judy, like KJ Hamler, the weaponry that he has there, that could be a special offense if they put it all together. And then the last one, and this one's way out there, but the Las Vegas Raiders, if that offensive line can yep. just play an average, just be not terrible, <laughs> just don't be a liability. Man, Derek Carr throwing a Devontae Adams with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. They've got some weapons to play with. I'm telling you, man, I'm on record saying I think Derek Carr is going to be putting up some MVP caliber numbers. So, yeah, it depends on that O-line. They're still shuffling and trying to figure it out. But Josh McDaniels coming in, Devontae Adams, Carr's already really good. Could absolutely see the Raiders competing, especially when you look at just straight efficiency offensively. Well, let us know. Who do you think? Who's going to have the best offense in the NFL this season? PFF, NFL Daily. PFF, NFL Daily.